The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I don't like your attitude. I definitely... The defense is wrong. Don't think that guy just said, thank you. It's PFTPM and or PFTOT. It's both. It's it both. is. Audio, it's PFTPM. You'll see the videos of the thing. I should have taken this ridiculous shirt. No, PFT-O-T. it's the theme of Monday. That's it's what it is. It's just the bet for the show. Uh, it doesn't matter this where it was fried. Your quarterback's on fire. Your team's for real for like the first time in a long time. I don't, I don't like this. I don't of like the Nikeification of the NFL. I don't like the way that the numbers are, although the number eight isn't all great. fancy. And what do you I don't say, like the, the Nikeification? Nikeification of the Why? NFL. Because great. once Nike got involved, yeah. everybody changed uniforms, changed uniforms. Let's just have the same uniforms. Let's not make it complicated. You see the Steelers yesterday with their old block numbers. Let's go back. I, yes, I'm old. Well, doesn't Get Nike, off my Nike lawn. on there too. They I don't let the, no. That's fine. It was Nike as of 2012 cajoling every team into changing their uniforms. I don't like today's uniforms. I like the Packers. I like the Cowboys. I like the Raiders. I like the classic uniform. I'm all about Nike, so uh, I, I'd rather have them than some of the other apparels in charge of the uniform. All right, all right. you get your re, you get a free, he gets a free pair of Jordans. Go ahead, Nike, send him his free Please shoes. Do. He's gonna Please kiss do. your butts because he's know. got your I shoes. I have uh, Kyrie Irving's on right now. I only wear Nike shoes. Please sponsor me, Nike. Please. I'm sick of spending money. Did you have a shoe deal when you were playing? Yes. With who? Uh, Nike. Oh. I wouldn't go to a college unless they were a Nike school. That's how Nike I am. Really? Yeah. That's I why was, you didn't go to Tennessee? I said, the hell with that. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, it wasn't the whole reason. How, I, really, uh, I did want to go to a Nike school. How good are the, the Vikings? Um, I, I mean, last night gives me the confidence to say that, I again, I don't put them in the 49ers class. But I think they're very much in the conversation with that next group down in the NFC. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just go, oh, if they played the Saints, the Saints are going to massacre them. I don't think so, no. I think that they could stand toe-to-toe with the Saints. Now, do I know if I think they could win that game? I don't know about that. But I think they every bit can beat the Packers. And I think they certainly, uh, given a play here or there, could stand toe-to-toe with the, the New Orleans Saints as well. What about the 49ers? No, I think the 49ers. You didn't listen to me. Yeah, no, I was, but I know because I was going to ask you. I think are in a class of their own right now in the NFC. At Minnesota, if it was 49ers at Minnesota. Yeah, I still think it's a tough matchup for them. Uh, I think the San Francisco 49ers are the most well put together, balanced football team in the sport right now. So, yeah, I think they're they're the number one king of football. Uh, I think that your Minnesota Vikings are somewhere in that you know, four to six range, three to six range, wherever you may be. And I, I do think they're for real. If they can keep answering the bell and kind of playing big in some big moments. And it, again, they didn't like totally crumble uh, in Kansas City a few weeks ago. They didn't play their best, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, what a bunch of choke artists they were. Well, and look, the Vikings are chasing the Packers one game behind them in the NFC North. They can forge a tie in the division 
week 16 and a split of the season series. Now the Vikings have otherwise lost to the Bears in the division. It would get to division tiebreakers, maybe conference tiebreakers, common opponents, et cetera. It, it could get very interesting once it's time yeah. to start going below that first tiebreaker, assuming they do split the head-to-head series and they end up with the same record. But it could be the difference between the two seed and the five seed for the Vikings or, or the Packers, or it yes. could be the sixth seed, depending upon what the Seahawks do. But this is not the year you want to be the, you know, five or six no. seed and go on the road in the NFC. And no, because you're going to have to go to Dallas or Philly. Yes. Or you're going to have to go to either New Orleans or Green Bay. Right. And then follow up win by that, one of those yeah. again, yeah. and then maybe play San Francisco in the NFC. It's just going to, it looks to me like, yeah, you, you want to at least be a home team in the wild card, let alone we know how important it is to have that first round. Those bye. buys are going to be critical. And as I said during the show today there are five teams that are alive for the bye week the vikings the packers the saints the 49ers and the seahawks two of those teams are going to get the buys yep. and right now who knows how that's all going to play out They're monday made, night's game is going to have a lot to do with that they, too. they got some things that you know when you look at like playoff football right we it's defense and being able to run the ball you got that going for you in minnesota 10 straight runs last night right when they were down 21 20 the first time they fell behind in the game 10 straight runs culminating in a touchdown. Mike Zimmer said that's the kind of thing that breaks a defense as well. It does. It, it actually it wears them out. And uh, just I think between the, the creativity they have in the run game and then, you know, like we've said a million times, just a little formula they use off in the pass game. And, again, they did this last night. Let's not forget with arguably their, their second-best offensive player, Adam Thielen, he's not out on the field. I mean, that would have been another issue for the Dallas Cowboys to deal with, too. So uh, it was a really big-time win by that football team. And I think the thing more than anything, it just, uh, you know, not to like I'm totally shocked they won the game, but the fact that they dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, to me, I think was more shocking than anything. And with Adam Thielen's hamstring flaring up last week, the Vikings have the Broncos at home, then they're bye. Right. They should just keep him shut out until after the bye when they go to Seattle for their next primetime test to yep. prove whether or not they truly have That'll be changed the narrative or That'll whether or not they're going to gack when they go back to Seattle. Remember last year, that game in Seattle, the offense could do nothing. nothing yes. The Seahawks' defense not as good no. this year and as it was better Vikings last offense. year. Yeah. All right, NFC East. Cowboys are now 5-4. and four. Eagles are 5-4. and four. Cowboys won the head-to-head matchup. They play again later this year in Philadelphia. That one's coming up at week 16. But between now and then, look at what the Cowboys have. The Cowboys go to Detroit this weekend. Yeah. Not any Now, they may not get Matthew Stafford, which will help. Yes. Still not an easy place to play. Then they go to New England. Yeah. Then they got the Bills on Thanksgiving. That's right. not going to be an easy one. No, win. it won't. Then they go to Chicago. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how good or bad the Bears are. Going to Soldier Field in December, not an easy game. Then the Rams come to town. We saw what the Rams did to the Cowboys. Was it last year or the year before when they went to Dallas? Well, no, I mean, last year, well, two years well, ago. They beat in the playoffs. In the playoffs right. two years ago in Dallas when they Destroyed beat them there too. Right. Destroyed them. Right. Then it's at Philly week 16. The schedule really doesn't soften until the last game of the season when they host Washington. The Eagles, on the other hand, now the Eagles – Host New England, yeah. which is a hell of a lot better than going to New England. Definitely. They is. host Seattle. They go to Miami. They play the Giants. They're at Washington. So they got some they got four of their final five games are winnable because they still play the Giants twice down the stretch, and the Giants feel like they're falling apart. Right now, I think the Eagles are gonna win that division. I do too. And the Cowboys may miss the playoffs. And if they miss, last night's game could be the difference between Jason Garrett remaining employed as the Cowboys coach and not remaining employed. Because I think after last night's game, 
there is a very real chance they don't make the playoffs. It's it's scary. I mean, it, it you know what you're getting scared of with teams like you know the Eagles and the Cowboys. Is, you know, you continue on. You you almost have to win the division, uh, but. Uh, I, I'm with you, Mike. I have more confidence in the Eagles. And even though, like, Dallas answered the bell last year, I know, I get that, and they went on a run, and they're still capable of that. My big thing is I think, hey, the Dallas Cowboys, their offense is better than most years. It really is. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott in the run game is not as explosive. That concerns me. But the overall offense is as good as it's been maybe since Tony Romo in his prime. Um, my big thing is the defensive side of the ball. And there is not enough game plan specific game planning by the defense in Dallas where I look at Philadelphia and they're just getting healthy. They're starting to run the ball on offense and their corners are back playing good. You know, Fletcher Cox is finally 100%. And then Jim Schwartz does crazy crap. You know, sometimes it bites him in the butt, but he is creative and he thinks outside the box and he's not going to just – you know, sit there and go, oh, I'm going to let – this is my defense and this is what I do and we're just going to hustle and play sound. That's all cool and dandy against, like, the lower middle class and lower class in the NFL. You can get away with that when you're a team like Dallas or Philadelphia. But if you want to beat teams like the Patriots or the 49ers or the upper class teams, you can't just go, this is what we do and this is what we're going to do, and we know you know what we're going to do, and this is just we're going to execute. No, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. And, you know, we've seen it again. Dallas and their losses when it's a decent offensive system and a quarterback who can move a little bit and they have a weapon, they can't overcome it. As talented as they are, and they're as talented as any defense in football, they can't overcome it because their scheme never gives them help. And why don't they change it? It's I amazing. don't know. It's amazing. It's, it is. And it all goes back to Jason Garrett. And look, the Cowboys have stubbornly stuck with Jason Garrett for a variety of reasons. I think Jerry Jones has some pride in that he's developed and he was patient with Jason Garrett. And now he's getting the payoff. And also, Jason Garrett's not going to try to take any of the spotlight away from Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones recently insisted Jason Garrett's not a yes man. I don't know that that's the issue. The issue is Jason Garrett never tries to take over and lets the Joneses be the center of the Cowboys universe. And that's the way they like it. I just, I think right now when you look at the schedules you look at where the Eagles are, you look at where the Cowboys are. I think the Eagles win that division and there's a good chance the Cowboys don't make it to the playoffs at all. The chiefs. Yeah. Let's flip it over to the AFC. Yeah. I'm not worried about them not making the playoffs, but I am starting to just worry about whether or not they're as good as we thought they were. We yeah. see the huge win over the Vikings with Patrick Mahomes out, Mahomes comes back. They just continue to self-destruct. They find different ways to, to, to fail to live up to their potential week in and week out. They've had the three home losses, inexcusable, and now they had a game that they had won in Nashville. They should have been up 17-0 in the first half. It could have gotten out of hand. The Titans hang around. The Titans steal it. And, and now they've got four losses, the Chiefs do, at 6-4. and four. Here are the Raiders at 5-4. and four. Right. And, uh, and they play – each other again coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs are good and dangerous. I, I just don't. I don't know if I look at them as a team and just go, "Oh man, they're they're an unstoppable mach machine." Like you said, I, I mean, to me, it's just so much is predicated on the offense and their ability to jump out on you and keep pressure on you that way to where you're in a shootout with the wrong team. Uh, but they have not been able to get teams really into those type of games this year for the most part. 
you know, hey, the Houston Texans game, they get out early. They kind of let them come back. You know, get out, I believe they got out, what, in that one? I want to say almost like 10 nothing. Uh, and I'm going to pull it up. Yeah, it's 10 nothing. They let the Texans hang around, and all of a sudden the Texans come back, and it's a ball game. You know, the Packers game without Mahomes, you know, that was there to be had. You heard me say a million times, Rodgers takes over. There's just no greatness on the defense, and if the offense is not a executing at a great high level, which is where their money is on their team, um, they're, 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 they're in trouble. It becomes an even football game with teams like the Titans and everything like that. Yeah, yesterday, to me, the biggest thing with them is settling for field goals. You just, you're the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't settle for four field goals. That's not what you're made to do. That's not why you drafted Patrick Mahomes there. That's not why you're paying Sammy Watkins like he's Odell Beckham Jr. It's not why you're paying Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, all those guys. They had a few unfortunate penalties that hurt them in, that, in those instances down there in the red zone too. But to me, that's where they're going to have to win games still. It's through their offense and Mahomes and just putting the pressure on you to keep pace with them. And what they have left is the trip to Mexico City to face the Chargers next Monday night. And look, the Chargers did not look good on Thursday night, but now the Chargers may be sliding into spoiler mode. They'd like to screw things up for the Chiefs. Then comes the bye, a very late bye for the Chiefs, week 12. Week 13, that is when the Raiders, the Raiders. go to Arrowhead, yeah. a huge game. Then it's at Kansas City the following Sunday. Denver Broncos, week 15, at the Bears, week 16. The Chargers come to Kansas City Week 17. There's a lot of wins lurking there. I think the only clear loss that stands out to me is the Patriots. So they should finish 11-5. and They really should. Well, That may not be good enough for a bye, and they may have to host the five seed, uh, the first first, or the six seed, rather, the first weekend of the playoffs. But I think they're going to get in. I just don't look at them as a team. I think the buys are going to be the Patriots and the Ravens. Well, I, I, I think the Chargers are going to be a pain in the butt for them. If we just see the Chargers, like if Phillip Rivers doesn't like crap the bed like he did last week on Thursday Night Football. He crapped the bed repeatedly. Yeah, he did. So, okay, and you saw the run game finally come alive. If they can run the ball, I mean, again, and we know Phillip Rivers in the past game are capable of doing some things there and putting up yards and points. They had so, to throw out the mattress he crapped the bed so many Well, times. yeah, they had to change it out. But yeah, like so, okay, but you know, you just think about that and you go, they're going to be able to move the ball on the Kansas City defense. And then Kansas City has ultimately struggled against the Chargers. Last year, they went into Kansas City and beat them on a Saturday night, right? I mean, that was, or it was, a, yeah, it was a Saturday night game, or maybe it was a Thursday night game. Either way. It was the Thursday night game. Yeah, either way. That was for that moment we thought the Chargers are going to be the one seed. There right. was a while last year where they had the Chargers are going to be the one seed so in the AFC. I, 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 you know, their defense is still really good. I think they'll be a pain in the butt for the Chiefs. So I'm not going to sit here and just go, oh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers. No, they're, I, I can't say that. I, I can't. And then, yeah, the Patriots doesn't look good. Uh, so at the Bears, look, it's still at the Bears. Soldier be a pain Field, but December twenty second. Right? Yeah, it's gonna. It could be five degrees. You know, the Raiders with the way they run the ball right now and the way they're executing on offense, they're gonna be a pain in the butt. So the Chiefs just aren't dominant enough as a complete football team for me to sit here and just go, oh, they're gonna run over everybody on their schedule. No. All right. Uh, well, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I worry about the Chiefs from the standpoint of to have that kind of special season, you need to get the bye week. You don't want to go on the road to Baltimore. You don't want to go on the road to New England in the divisional round, and that looks like what they're going to have to do, assuming that they hold serve and win at home. They're the kind of team that could lose at home in the wild card round. We've seen it before, Yeah, thinking ahead to what's next and not being locked in and dialed in for that wild card round game if it's the Raiders that come back again, if it's 
the 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 Steelers that roll into town as the five seed or the six seed. That that yeah. could get very interesting in the AFC playoff picture. All right, next topic before oh we still got a couple more. The Saints. Are we worried about them? Not not I could, with the Chiefs. It's how worried should we yeah. be with the Saints? It's just generally, are we worried? They're they they've got their second loss. They're seven and two. Are we concerned that there's something bigger going on with the Saints? Or was yesterday just a, a one-time fluke? I think it's a little bit more of a fluke. If you made me bet on that, yes, it would be that. Now, you know, again, I don't think like the Saints are the old day Saints of like this high flying. They're gonna, you can count on them to score 30 points a game and do all that stuff anymore. You know, we got to get used to. No, the Saints are a little bit more of a, we're going to slug it out with you. We're going to run the ball. Drew Brees is going to be really consistent and accurate with the short to intermediate pass game. Sean Payton's going to dial up a like a, a, a up yours play every now and then. That's what they are. But, you know, I, you know even I look at games like, okay, yeah, the Bears, you know, it's, on the scoreboard it's going to look like it's 36-25, but, you know, we watched that game. That game was like the first half. It was kind of – it was tight. You know, they just eventually pulled away because the Bears can't do anything on offense. You know, the Arizona Cardinals game, let's not forget it was 10-6 in the third quarter, and the Cardinals went for it on fourth and one on their own 29-yard line. That kind of opened the door there. The Jaguars game was 13-6. to You know, the Cowboys was 12-10. to um, So I think they're a defensive run – first football team uh, I'm not concerned with them I don't think they're as good as the the 49ers or the Patriots but I still think this is a really good football team I think they'll rebound and still be I think ultimately I still think they're going to be a first round bye team I yeah think. I'm not ready to say that though no? I'm not ready to say that they, they've they've got the the 49ers yep. coming to town eventually and uh, I'm I'm not ready to hand them a buy. I still think it's going to be a scramble. And and again, it's the five teams I mentioned. Yeah. The pa- Packers, Vikings, Saints, 49ers and Seahawks. Two of those teams are going to get it and I think it's it's wide open at so this if point. So t- if you if you took we we're going to say let's just say for our I think the 49ers, we're 49ers get one right of them. now, right? They get one but of them. But they may not be the one seed. Okay, that's fine. I hear you there because they have some tough games. But they still got to worry about the Seahawks. They could still end up being a wild I know. card. The Seahawks I know. win the division. I know. You're right. But right now they're two games back. So, right. but yeah, but okay, so then who is that next team if you just had to peg it? Like I just want to know cuz I like your gut as I talk about all the time. It's pasta and meatballs and a think smart. It's better than your brain. What if you had to pick your team to be the two seed or the other first round buy? Who would it be right now? Would you go with the Saints or would you go with the Packers? um, It's a good one. This goes against everything I've said all year long. But after what I saw last night, I could see the Vikings. What? Holy crap! Are you guys watching this show right now? (laughs) He just picked the Vikings. I didn't pick them to be. I said of all the teams out there. Based on where the Vikings are, based on how they did last night, based on the Packers being kind of a wobbly eight and two, the Saints a wobbly seven and two. I could see, I could see the Vikings. Are you saying up, you're a believer in Kirk Cousins to the Minnesota Vikings? You know, I have a microphone right oh, here. This one, I just wanted to play interviewer there. Yeah. I, I, I just, it. all I said <laughs> is, I, it won't surprise me. Any of those five teams, it won't surprise no, me. No, it wouldn't. But, but I could see either. the Vikings catching the Packers. I think the Vikings will catch the Packers. The question is, will that? 12 and 4, 13 and 3. I mean, they have to run the table at this point. Does 13 and 3 become the requirement yeah, they, to, to get a buy? Yeah, right. Or can you get it with 12 and 4? Yeah, can will Green Bay slip up a right. little bit and give them a. a and it comes into tiebreakers. And let me tell you an important tiebreaker. Yeah. If the Vikings finish 12 and 4, one of their losses is to an AFC team. So that makes their division or their conference record Ooh, better, better, which could be helpful if they have a head to head tie with the Saints. Yeah, yeah. All right, last topic before we go the Rams and, and specifically Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley had 12 carries for 73 yards, 
through the first three quarters of Sunday's loss to the Steelers. No carries in the fourth quarter. And, you know, it's every week I feel like like they've almost told the media that covers the Rams, don't ask about Todd Gurley's knee. Like everybody, like that's the elephant in the room that they never want to talk about. And, and, and Sean McVay, well, it's, it's well, well, you know, we're managing or this or that. If the opportunities weren't there, the flow of the game. This comes down to one thing and one thing only. The guy's knee is bad and they don't want him to, to be in a spot where he can't play at all like last year. So they're being extra careful with his knee. You noticed in film study earlier this year, it seems like he's trying to protect the knee. Definitely. He's not the guy he used to be. No. Nope. Why can't we just say that? I What's don't wrong know. with saying Todd Gurley's not the guy he used to be? Todd Gurley's not a workhorse anymore. Todd Gurley's got an arthritic knee that we're trying to protect. Why is it, why is it some big secret? I, I feel like they're working Every, yeah. harder. It's a bigger distraction to them dancing around it then it is that they just admit it. I agree. I mean, I mean no, everybody knows. I mean, come on. Unless they've got this scam going where all of a sudden, week 16, they're going to unleash the hounds and <laughs> Todd Gurley's going to be 35 carries a game. And I oh, wish. We've duped you all season long. Yeah. But I don't see it happening. No, I don't see it happening either. There's, there's, you know, and Todd Gurley is still good. Don't get me wrong. He's very good. But like, is he great? MVP level, NFL offensive pl- offensive player of the year level type of running back anymore? I don't think so. I don't. You know, I just see too many runs on film too where I go, oh, that was a six-yard gain. But, man, the Todd Gurley early last year or late in 2017, that six-yard gain would have been a 26-yard gain. Or I go, ooh, that's a 20-yard run. That's all good, and it's going to be nice on the stat sheet. But the old Todd Gurley – that 20-yard gain would have been a 70-yard touchdown. He would have hit his head on the goalpost. You know, again, it's not always about the bottom stat line. It's what's there to be had. And, you know, they're paying him like he's one of the best or the second best running back in the sport. And he is. He's banged up. They don't have a great offensive line. I get all that. But he's certainly not the special talent that we saw the first few years in the NFL. He is not on the level of a McCaffrey or a Dalvin Cook or a Saquon Barkley or – a Nick Chubb at this point, or a Leonard Fournette, okay? I mean, I'm going down the list. He's, he's not on their level. It's just not. Um, we need to wrap up, but before we go, uh, something that just popped up this morning, Whoa. a guy from your draft class, Charles Rogers, passed at the age of 38. Are you kidding uh, Second me? overall pick in 2003. Um, and, and, you know, never really found his footing in the NFL. I remember the Duluth sample that – you know, it was a big deal before he was drafted. The, the the Lions drafted him anyway, and he didn't play for very long in the NFL. But just just a stunner. No details available. Teammates have confirmed it. Chris Baker, who played with Rodgers at Michigan State, wrote on Twitter that he spoke to Charles' mother this morning, and uh, we send our condolences wow. to uh, Charles Rodgers' family yeah. and friends and teammates when he was with the Lions. Got I mean, to 30- be around him a little. He was always a really nice, pleasant guy. Obviously, you know, didn't work out in the NFL, and he was a little mixed up that way. But, um, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I can still just remember seeing him at the combine and even pregame NFL games a few times. Just always was a smile, was a good human being, and that's that's a shame. And it doesn't work for everybody, you know. And that doesn't no. make someone a bad person. It right. just sometimes it doesn't work. No, and the, uh, the, the, the crazy and the, and the, and the, and the pressure right. and the hype. I mean, think about it. You're in your early twenties, yes, and you're walking out into a venue with seventy thousand people there, and and road game. 70,000 people who hate you. Sure. 70,000 people who are screaming horrible things at you. And, you know, fantasy football was a big deal in the in the early part of the last decade when Charles Rogers came out. You got all these people. Now, social media wasn't when he played, but you got all these people harassing you now and, and calling. And it's, it's, 
you know, you you wonder why guys want to smoke weed when yeah. they're playing. You know, they they need that to just to just tune out, calm down. Yeah, right. Because they are under enormous pressure. We think it's a glamorous life. It is far from glamorous. You've got physical pain. You've got agony at times. You've got constant pressure. You've got family members who are relying upon you. That's the you. big thing. You've got family members who are ready to call you they're, out. That's the thing. They're you're, preying on you. They're going to call you out more than the strangers on yeah. social media. They're going to yeah. make fun of you, and this cousin's going to send some passive-aggressive text message, and they're going to make jokes that aren't really jokes. They're trying to stick it to you because they're, at some level, jealous of your success. Yeah. This is a tough, tough life, and... Uh, um, I, I, you know, but we just assume it's just how, oh, oh, this guy's going to, yeah. you know, every guy, even if you're drafted in round seven, oh, he's going to be a millionaire. No, he may not even make the roster. No. Most and, guys and, that at yeah. that level don't. No. And, and, you know, you're not a millionaire if you're going to be a seventh round pick or anything like that. People, yeah. When you get into the NFL, people expect you to pay the check no matter what, like, oh, you're, you're making tons of money. Yeah. Okay. But, but you work on wall street and you're going to be there for the next 40 years. Nobody ever gets fired on wall street. Like I, I know a thousand guys, like I've seen two of them get fired. My whole life. This is the NFL. You have a short window. Everybody thinks, yeah, everything's fine in Danny, let alone your family just all over you. People, more times than not, players in the NFL come from nothing. They come, I mean, my father was one of those guys. And I know he always had a burden of trying to support his mom and dad and, and family members and people that, you know, were less fortunate than he was. And those play into the pressure, like you're talking about, that is put on players. And, uh, yeah, it's not always easy. Well, I, you know, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole. But, I yeah, mean, mainly just, this is about expressing condolences for Charles yeah. Rogers. But, damn it, people, we, we, we just think that it's a hell of a lot easier for these players than it is. They are under, like I said, a ton of pressure, a ton of stress, and they're banged up and they have surgeries and we get desensitized to a lot of it. We shouldn't be. So uh, anyway, on yeah, that. our condolences to Charles Rogers and, and his family. And let's go out on a happy note. What, what do you got? Oh, the moose is coming. Yes. Here we go. Vikings. Here comes the moose. Kirk Cousins. Woo -woo. Mike Florio, Kirk Cousins. Uh, and then watch the They're lose. the two best watch, friends that watch. anybody could have. They're the two best They'll friends. They'll lose to the Broncos on Sunday. Have. Oh, shut up. It. You just said they might and get a first it. round actually, bye. Actually, that's the kind of game they win. So yeah. if narratives are going to be reversed, now it's time to reverse that narrative and lose to the Broncos on Sunday. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, PFT Live tomorrow. Chris Sims unbuttoned later today. He's, uh, he's going to take a deep dive into or something two games, and into yes. two games. Yeah. Even if it's not one of the two games that you yeah. vote for, he may, not, he may ignore you. Executive yes. decision. Yes. Uh, he's not an executive and he doesn't know how to make decisions. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Everybody <laughs> have a you. great day. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.